Cheers! Kampai! Salute! Gambe! Skull! Prost! Hello, and welcome to the Drunken Storytellers podcast, where I tell folk tales and folklore from around the globe. So sit back, grab yourself a drink, and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to episode 19 of the Drunken Storytellers podcast. This episode, things are going to get a little bit fishy. And to start with, we're going to head to Ireland for it. Uh, We're then going to kind of move off and look at some other things, but um, I should look more into the kind of like the Irish mythology and folklore because there's some really cool things in there. But we're going to start with this one today. Yeah, so anyway, uh, before we get on with that story about some fish, uh, what am I going to be drinking? Because we're starting in Ireland, but then we're going to jump around a little bit. I've got some Hop House 13 lager. Um, lager made by Guinness, basically. Um, not very imaginative, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, little bits of little bits of news and things. So, uh, Friday the 16th of July, I'll be streaming a dystopian vampire game over on my Twitch channel, so come check that out. I have absolutely messed with the lore, and it's set in the future, and... Uh, well, the masquerade. Fuck the masquerade. Uh, on July 30th, I'm going to be running a game of Vesson based in Scotland. I hope. This is going to happen. I have some people already signed up and committed to it. So, it's going to be good. And they're going to be surrounded by some folklore podcast royalty. Just need to do a few more things in that. The next episode will probably be a very quick one. Um, today's probably going to be quite quick as well actually but the next episode is going to be the branch 2 of the Mabby but because I've got a lot of things happening I'm probably only just going to read it but yeah and one of those things that is kind of taking up time is uh, the thing that I'm going to be doing on Sunday the 25th of July which is I'm going to be giving a talk at Rural Gothic about cults and how we can use them in horror themed tabletop RPGs well you know I'm a fan of tabletop RPGs and well it's cults and cults are horror-y and things so yeah I'll be doing that um how we can use them to tell interesting stories in these games there's gonna be loads of other really cool talks going on that weekend as well so do grab yourself a ticket and come and watch some of the culty goodness it's a live uh like zoom meeting kind of thing so you'll actually get to see my beardy face right anyway on with the fishy tales So, if you know anything about Irish folklore and myths, then you can probably guess uh, what it is I'm going to talk to you about. Also, if you've read the show notes, you'll know what I'm talking about. Or if you've seen my Twitter feed, you probably know what I'm going to talk about. It's going to be uh, a tale. This tale is going to be about a fish known as the Bread and Facer, or the Salmon of Knowledge. Now, this, as I say, kind of the reason why I'm going to be doing more after this, because it's quite a short story from the Fenian cycle. Uh, and comes from the boyhood deeds of Fionn. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm going to waffle about this for a little bit, and then I'll look into some other things that are vaguely fishy-related and vaguely knowledgey-related in a kind of animal kind of way, uh, just to kind of pad things out a little bit. Otherwise, it'd be only about three minutes long, if you take out that random waffle at the beginning of all the stuff that you probably don't care about. On with the story. For seven long years, Phineas, a wise poet, with not much better to do with his time, had been fishing the rivers and lakes along the Boyne, looking for a special salmon. He had heard the stories from the druids of the fish who had eaten the nine hazelnuts that fell into the well of wisdom. Having eaten these hazelnuts, the salmon had become a little bit special. 
The druid said that he who eats the flesh of the fish would gain all the knowledge of the world, though not mentioned in the story, but implied incredibly long-lived. One day, he was out fishing as usual, having set Fionn off on tasks for the day as, well, uh, he saw the biggest, silverish, shiniest and salmony salmon he had ever seen. He knew instantly that this big, beautiful fish was the one he had been searching for all these years. He called out in excitement for Fionn to come and see. Phineas struggled with the salmon, an almighty titanic fight between mash and mash between man and fish issued. But Phineas, being well, a man, and the salmon, though big, was still just a salmon. Phineas won the battle and got the fish into his net and onto land. Tired from his ordeal and all the excitement, he asked Fionn if he could prepare and cook the fish for him. But under pain of being well fed, he forbade Fionn from eating any of the fish. Yeah, so uh, I'm guessing here that Phineas is actually quite a weakling because I'm not quite sure why you'd need to lie down after bringing a fish out of a river in a net. I don't know. Must have been a big-ass fish. Fionn agreed and went off to cook the big fish. Not feeling put out that there was probably enough meat here for the both of them, but okay because he liked his master who was wise and kind. The fish cooked on the fire. And to make sure it was ready, Fionn jabbed it with his finger. Now, Fionn at this time was not the most intelligent of boys, and didn't seem to realise that food cooked over fire tends to get hot. And to his great surprise, he burnt his finger on some boiling hot fat on the fish, as as it would be because he's being cooked on a fire. Uh, yelping in shock, he quickly sucked his finger to try and help with the pain. Now... The fish was most definitely cooked, and he took the fish to Finnegus, who was having a little lie-down at home. Finnegus, eyeing the fish, and Fion suspiciously, asked if he had eaten any of the fish. Fion replied that he hadn't, but Finnegus was not so stupid, and saw the look in his eyes, a look of greater understanding and deeper meanings and hidden truths. All the stuff he had wanted for himself, he could see it in Fionn's eyes. So, he asked again. Fionn said that he had not eaten any, but that he had burnt his finger whilst checking to see if it was cooked, and sucked on it to cool it down. So while technically he didn't eat any of the fish, he had consumed some of the fat. Finnegus sighed, knowing that it was not his fault, but that he had lost the chance to gain the knowledge of the world. He turned away. And he told Finnegan, no, he told Fionn, that he could eat the salmon. Fionn looked a little bit confused, but not really asking why, shrugged and ate the fish, and gained all the knowledge of the world. Fionn would later become the leader of the famed Fianna, and went on to perform many amazing feats and win many famous battles. At times, he could be seen biting down his finger to gain the knowledge he needed at this time. And yes, I know I called him Fionn, and I know his name is really Finn, but we're going to go with Fionn because I started saying that and got it wrong. Um, it's spelled Fionn because it's Old Irish and it's actually Finn, and it's Finn McCollum, obviously. So that's the story of uh, Finn McCollum and the Salmon of Knowledge. Um, I will tell more tales about Finn McCollum um, later because, wow, he had a great life. Um, as I've said many times on this podcast... And I really should actually delve into the stories and tell you them because I keep talking about it. 
Uh, but so rather than go into the full one, which I'll do later, I thought I'd do a quick one for this episode as I needed a quick episode to put out because I'm still insanely busy even now and I'll be even more busy next time. Um, but yeah, so that's the story about a fish who ate some nuts and then got eaten. An origin idea for the salmon comes from a different Irish tale. So whereas it's not just um, a, a salmon, it's not a normal salmon who just swims in the well and eats hazelnuts. There's a there's a there's another story as to why the the, the salmon is actually knowledgeable, um, and this comes from the story of Fintan Macbochra. I'll give you a very brief overview of kind of that story and kind of why some people might relate it to um, the salmon of Norwich. Norwich. It's not from Norwich. It's from Ireland. Salmon of knowledge. So this story begins many many thousands of years ago, in a time just before the rains, just before the flood came, before God washed the world clean of sinful man. Noah had sons and daughters, and these had children of their own. Césaire, Noah's granddaughter. I'm going with Césaire there, I don't know how it's pronounced. Noah's granddaughter was married to a man by the name of Fintan Mabokra. He was known as the wise, and was a seer. Fintan and Césaire set out on a journey over the sea. They were accompanied by Bith, Césaire's father, and Ladra, the pilot. And for some reason, there were also 50 virgins. Uh, there's a whole host of things about this, but I'm not going to get into it because of uh, polygamy and things and, and nasty treatment of women, and there's a bit more of that later, so I'm going to ignore that for the moment. They sailed to Ireland, but not long after arriving came the deluge. The world was flooded, and all the peoples were drowned. Except Fintan, who, as well as being a seer and a wise person, was also a shapeshifter, and transformed into a salmon and survived the flood. Fintan survived for thousands of years after the flood, changing shape many times. He even survived long enough to meet Finn, but... With his shape-changing ability and the fact that he had turned into salmon, some people associate Fintan with the Salmon of Knowledge. Though, with Fintan meeting Fionn later in the Fenian Cycle, I'm not sure about how that can be myself. So, yeah, he turns into all sorts of animals. Like, and he, I think he meets Finn, if I remember this rightly, as, he meets him as a bird, and I want to say an eagle, but I don't think it is an eagle. But he meets him as a bird. It might be an owl, actually. And they have a bit of a chit-chat in the forests. So... Yeah. Some people relate Fintan to the Salmon of Knowledge because Fintan turned into the fish at some point in his life. But you can't he can't do because Finn ate the fish and then meets Fintan later. Go figure. Anyway, so that's the Salmon of Knowledge. Um, the motive of this is kind of like the eating of an animal or helping an animal and gaining knowledge or wisdom of some kind. This can be seen in uh, uh, many different folk tales and myths from around kind of the world I suppose we have things like in the Volsunga saga where Sigurd slays and eats Fafnir's heart and he gains the wisdom and knowledge of the the speak of birds we have the white snake from Grimm's fairy tale where a servant discovers a white snake on the king's plate and he decides to take a bit of a nibble he then screams out in rock godlike vocals here I come again on my own going down the only road I've ever known like a drifter I was born to walk alone and I've made up my mind. I ain't wasting no more time. I can now talk to animals. Rock on! I apologise. No, I don't. What am I saying? <laughs> he then gets into all sorts of trouble for stealing a ring, only to hear a goose complain. 
about a ring being stuck in its throat. Uh, so rather than helping this poor animal, he decides to get the cook to slit the animal's throat open so he can get the ring back. Uh, I think this is a bit mean of him and wholly unnecessary, where you could probably do other things like talk to the goose, and if you can understand the goose and the goose can understand you, you could probably work between you to get the thing out of it rather than just kill the animal. Bit of a mean one, that. There are other tales from around Europe, a few that relate to similar ideas. So we've got things that relate to serpents giving people the ability to speak to animals. Again, it's kind of relating to that grim tale there. Uh, there's a few tales from Eastern Europe. There's also kind of the things that I saw. Um, I checked all these out and they're all just basically the same tale that are just told in different ways from Denmark across down Germany and through Hungary and Bulgaria and Serbia. It's basically the same tale, just told in slightly different ways and they basically have the idea of a snake that gives a farmer a serpent or a shepherd the ability to speak to animals for saving the snake's daughter or for saving the snake itself um, the person is very very grateful for this gift but is told that if he tells people about his ability he will die instantly he hears the jokes and the animals tell and and he laughs at them because well they're jokes and you would do um, his wife asks what he's laughing at and as he can't tell her, she gets a little bit annoyed and starts kind of mocking him a little bit. And then a cockerel will then say, says to him at some point in this that he's lord over all his wives that he has. And the man is stupid because he can't control his own wife. So in true folklore fashion, the, the man listens to the cock and the man becomes an absolute cock and starts to beat his wife. Uh, not the best way to handle the situation, I feel. I feel maybe that he should have... Uh, done some other things and I would like to make a joke here about beating the cock instead but children might be listening I'm sorry children I'm sorry Uncle Roger for stealing your line <laughs> right uh, next on to some other stuff um, so we're actually going to go back and look at some salmony related folklore and tales um, not too much just a little bit and then I shall leave you in peace first off we're going to go to the real north Manchester doesn't count as north fight me we're going to go to Scotland, where just south of Glasgow, there's a place called Cadzo. And if you look at the insignia of the city of Glasgow, it has some salmon on it. And these represent the tale of the Queen of Cadzo. I'm going to read you a very short version of the tale that is found on a pamphlet uh, published by the Glasgow District Council. So I'm guessing this is in open domain, I hope. Please don't sue me. The fish with a ring in its mouth is a salmon. And the ring was a present from Hidirk Hale, King of Cadzo, to his queen, Langoreth. The queen gave the ring to a knight, and the king, suspecting an intrigue, took it from him while he slept during a hunting party and threw it into the River Clyde. On returning home, the king demanded the ring and threatened the queen with death if she could not produce it. The queen appealed to the knight who, of course, could not help and then confessed to St. Mongo, who sent one of his monks to fish the river, instructing him to bring back the first fish caught. This was done, and St. Mongo extracted the ring from its mouth. So there you go. Um, the fish is a salmon in this case. And yeah, I apologise about horrendous pronunciations of names there. But yeah, so there you go. You've got a, 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 I think this is dates from something like 653 BC or something like that. It, not BC. CE, common era, there we go. Um, so it's it's um, an old Scots tale about salmon and rings and things. So that's one of them. Uh, in the Welsh tale of 
Kulluk and Olwyn, uh, one of the very early Arthurian tales. Our main man, Kulluk, uh, is asked to complete uh, loads of kind of possibly impossible tasks. A little bit like the, the Twelve Labours of Hercules, uh, by his soon-to-be daddy-in-law. So his soon-to-be daddy-in-law goes to Kulluk and goes, You, I've got a load of tasks for you to do before you can marry my daughter. One of these crazy tasks was to set free the divine child, Mabon. So, off he trots with a few of Arthur's men for good moral support and jokes along the way. And along the way they speak to many wise beasts. And I feel at some point they might have met a white snake along the way, but he obviously missed the line, um, or missed the chance for the line, here I go again on my own. But, well, they met the white snake and they got the ability to talk to beasts. Not part of the story. None of the beasts, however, knew the whereabouts of the child. But... They did tell of the greatest, wisest, and oldest of beasts, and that that beast might know where the child is. The greatest, and wisest, and oldest of the beasties was known as the Salmon of Lin Hui. And if that wasn't enough for you, they find the Salmon, who not only tells them where the child is, but gives all the men, yep, that's right, all the men, how fucking big was this fish, gives all the men a ride on its back to Mabon where they can free the child and complete another of the crazy missions. Now, this is a tale I definitely want to go and look at in full one day. It's full of drama and despair, infatuation and giants and big balls, and I like big balls and I cannot lie. And we'll stop with the bad music references by now, I suppose, because I've only got one last bit of so many lore to give. This is a one-liner, and then we'll end the episode. Loki the god of mischief, after killing Baldor, the fairest of the gods, turns into a salmon to escape, uh, but is caught by Thor because Thor's the god of thunder and just epic. And I seem to be dropping in more and more of the Nordic tales at the moment, but oh well. So yeah, anyway, uh, with that I shall leave you for this episode, uh, so please do like and subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, where you can see the games, and I might do some videos one day of me going to places and talking about stuff, don't know. Uh, you can follow me on Spotify and Apple and other podcast places, rate and leave comments on Apple and share it around on the socials, it's kind of the best way to promote uh, the podcast, and please do let me know what you think. You can also find me over on the socials, like on Twitter, at TheDrunkenStore1, Facebook, The Drunken Storyteller. You can email me at TheDrunkenStoryTellerUK at gmail.com, where you can send me suggestions and topics and stories to cover and talk about. I am really bad at social media, which is probably why I only have about three listeners. <laughs> I suppose if I was actually more active on Twitter, I might actually get more people listening to this. Oh, I've got a big note here, which I forgot to say at the beginning. Uh, yes, as you all know, I am running the London Marathon. Please, please, please do help me out and help me raise some money for a fantastic charity, which is the No Man Is An Island charity. They are a HPV and anal cancer awareness charity, and they want to raise awareness and fund research into kind of destroy, wipe out get rid of all 5% of cancers um, around the world that are caused by the HPV. So we have a vaccine for it. It is for both boys and girls, and yes, boys can get it. So please, 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 this is a worthy cause. We can wipe out 5% of cancer with this. So uh, let's go fuck cancer uh, and, and do some good stuff for it. So I'll leave notes. I'll leave a link to the, the charity website and my uh, Just Giving page in the show notes. Uh, you can also go check out my other podcast over at Darker Days Radio, where we talk about horror-themed RPGs, World of Chronicles of Darkness, and Warhammer RPGs. And come see me at Royal Gothic, where I'll talk about some other 
RPGs as well, some more horror-based ones. So, well, now the drink has run dry, and all that is left to me to say is thank you, and goodbye, my friends. <laughs>